Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. You are back with another episode of the Bike Life Podcast. And today we have a retired expat who is currently living in Albania in the wintertime and is also a host extraordinaire. Him and his wife together have hosted over 300 warm showers slash uh, guests to this point. And I'm really excited to have Chuck with me. So Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. I know you have so many interesting stories to share, and I think about where we should start, and I, I think that it's always important to hear a little bit about your roots, meaning how did, like, how did you get into this niche passion for cycling and hosting? How did that start for you? Um, my, my wife and I have always been uh, active year-round. Um, I have a back injury that... Uh, limits my walking and over time I couldn't hike anymore so I uh, found recumbent trikes and uh, just got addicted to traveling on recumbent trikes and I think it was 12 years ago uh, we just decided to come over to Europe from the United States and and pedal for a while and see what it was like and darn <laughs> we're still here pedaling. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. How did you injure how did you injure your back originally, Chuck? Uh, I was in a car accident when I was in a teenager mm-hmm. and they said over time I would lose strength in my legs. Um, so I lost strength in my legs for hiking, but I can still pedal um, mm-hmm. on the trike. so yeah, here we are. So when was when was the first time you rode on a recumbent bike? Uh, it would be 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't done any traveling on a, a bike at all. And I just, it was the summertime and I wanted to do something. And I just told Susan and my wife said, I'm going to go to uh, Europe and pedal for three or four months. Uh, never been to Europe, had no clue what I was doing. And oh my gosh, got addicted. <laughs> so you went by yourself on that trip? That first trip, yes, went by myself. And how did your wife feel about that? Uh, and she I, know, knows. I know she's sitting close by. So <laughs> hello. Hello, Susan. I know she's close by. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did she? She knows we're both very independent, which is what makes this relationship work. And she has to do things at times and I have to do things at times. And this is one of the things I wanted to go out and see if I could do. So, yeah, I actually rented a a trike in uh, Belgium by accident. I flew to Belgium and got on the trike and started pedaling. Wow. And, and when you came back, how did you build that into your life? Um, now there's a good question. I think, um, well, we were living in Oregon at the time and Mm -hmm. recumbent trikes don't do good in the mountains in Oregon where we live. So we needed, if we were going to do anything permanent, uh, we needed some other option besides Oregon. Um, 
And so we actually moved to North Carolina, beautiful low rolling hills, and we could pedal there year round. And gosh, we decided to um, come and see what Europe was like again. Uh, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> does Does Susan also ride a recumbent bike? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, she has to because recumbent bikes are a lot slower than regular bikes. And if she was on a regular bike, she, she'd always be out there waiting for me to catch mm. up with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is our life. And so on that trip to Europe, where did you go and how long did you stay? Um, I think we were gone five months totally. We did not understand Schengen rules of only being in a place three year, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stayed five and, uh, there was a little noise when we went to fly out, but they understood we were flying back to the States. And, uh, so they, they said, don't come back for a while. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we came back and, uh, decided that we were aboard and we didn't want to go back to the EU. So we flew to Turkey and started mm-hmm. pedaling around Turkey. And, and that was the convincer. Uh, to stay on that side of the pond. Mm. Istanbul is one of my favorite places in the world. Oh, it was, yeah, amazing place. Amazing Mm. place. And then we just, we started pedaling north up the Balkans and seeing all this other stuff. I mean, up the Black Sea. And uh, just everything we did, we loved. So you're currently in Albania. Actually, right now we're in in, uh, Monterey. I had to have back surgery. So we left Albania and came here for back surgery, and that's almost all recovered. We're Wonderful. In another couple of weeks, we will go back to Albania, and yeah, can't wait to start hosting warm showers. Yeah, I love that. So have between now and, and that trip when you started in uh, Turkey, mm-hmm. where else did you travel? Share a little bit about your, your experiences. Um. Basically, it was uh, hiking in, in, in uh, Oregon, Northern California. Uh, I had done no traveling on a bicycle at all until um, I could not hike anymore, but I wanted to stay active. And I, had, I was aware of recumbent trikes, but never actually had one. And uh, I went for a ride on one and, yep, this is it. This is mm-hmm. what I have to have because I can't ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when did you start hosting? Like, when did you switch into the, I'm going to bring riders into my home? I think, uh, well, actually, before we went over to Europe, we were hosting warm showers in North Carolina for a while. We had one or two people. Um, But then when we came over here, we actually pedaled for the first three years year round. And when we stopped, it was because of winter and, and we were up in the, the mountains in Montenegro and we started hosting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like three or four people to, that year. And then we, we moved down to Albania and I had no clue that we were on a major bicycle route from if you're going from um, Europe to Asia or the other direction. Um, you have to go through where we live and you've got all these international bicycle travelers, excuse me, going down the Balkan coast and coming right by us. And so we get all these awesome 
people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's Susan. Hello. Susan just made an appearance. Hi, Susan. Let <laughs> you guys chat. Great. She just said, for those of you that can't hear, that she's just drinking a coffee and listening to our chat. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yes. And so 300 guests is a lot. Uh, you know, what, what is it like for you as a host? What are, what are the priorities that you have when someone's coming to stay at your, at, at your home? Like, do you have specific um, parameters when somebody sees your profile? Like, tell us a little bit about that, especially for those that might need, be newer to hosting. I always feel like those of you that have a lot of experience can share information on, um, you know, what works for you. Uh-huh. Um, well, we... In all honesty, we run a hostel. Um, hmm. uh, I have a. I have to keep a calendar because um, in the winter time we can have anywhere between four to eight to ten people per night, hmm. um, every night. Um, and on my prof- warm showers profile, I have all the the uh, the parameters that we want uh, and expect from people. So that when they show up, uh, they know what to expect. They can relax, um, and we never, we never have um, limited somebody's stay. We have most people will want to stay two nights, but the weather is so bad in the winter time. We encourage them to stay three, four nights and really chill and relax. Because yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a lot of times. Um, from Dubrovnik in Croatia to our place in the in the nice weather, the summer weather, you can do that in, in four days. But in the winter, it can take anywhere from seven to 12, depending on how bad the weather is. Mm. So when people show up at our place, they are emotionally and physically drained. Yeah. Tired. Oh, mm-hmm. very, very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so they just they need a place to just chill, dry out their clothing wash their clothing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we really enjoy providing that service for them. So then, so your experience then as a host is a little different because you then obviously get other travelers through your place if you have a hostel as well. So you're getting other travelers. They're not just cyclists that come no, through. Warm showers people. It's just the attitude. We're, if we have more than three people, we turn the place into a hostel. We let We let them take care of whatever needs they have and we just sit back and and uh, enjoy the conver- conversations because you yeah. have people that have, have never met. All of a mm. sudden, they're meeting. Um, and you have people coming from Asia um, to Europe and people going from Europe to Asia. And they, they meet at our place. And all of a sudden, they're wanting to talk routings and places to see and go and blah, 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 blah. And it's, it's, it's a hoot. It must be super fascinating to be able to be a part of those conversations. Yeah, all those stories. Yeah, <clears throat> really enjoy it. What is what are some of your favorite experiences of people that have come through that have really mixed in in a very interesting way? Oh, we have. <clears throat> excuse me. There's uh, several times we've had six to eight people that didn't know each other when they showed up, um, and they will leave together as a group. Um, because they bonded at our place, um, and it's that's a real warm fuzzy. Um, mm-hmm. I can think of two groups that uh, through Facebook we're still communicating, um, and it's 
um, yeah, from that aspect, it's. I love it. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. Do you, do you track your, your guests in any way? Like, do you have like a host book or do you take pictures? Like, do you, you know, journal on it? Um, I take lots of pictures of everybody that's there every night. I'm busy taking pictures and I put them on, uh, up on the cloud and give them as individuals access so that they can download whatever I take. And then at the end of the year, I try to put together a, a collage of events and, and put that out there. Um, there's a lot of people on Facebook from here in the States that are not real comfortable with what we do with warm showers because we're inviting total strangers into mm-hmm. the house, for example. Um, so I use Facebook as a place to show that um, these are awesome people. Very, it's a very safe environment, and so yeah, a lot of pictures. Is that face? Is that where you share that on Facebook? Is that viewable to the public? Is that something we could share? Sure, sure. Yeah, we'll we'll put the link in the show notes if you want to send that to us. We'll make sure to include it because I think it's it is helpful for people to know. And you know, if you're not in this community, it, it can seem like. Uh, lots of different r- issues around why this is a strange concept. And yet when you're a part of it, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, right? It's the most beautiful thing in the world. Yes. Uh, for me, it also helps. Um, I'm a retired alternative ed teacher. Um, the kids that I worked with uh, couldn't learn out of a book. So I had to find things that they were interested in um, and teach them from that example. And <clears throat> For me to see younger people traveling, many for the first time, and experiencing um, breaking down stereotypes, um, it's just what an education that is. Mm-hmm. And, and quite often we have had uh, families with young kids, <clears throat> excuse me, which is a major hoot for me to see young kids traveling and, and uh, hearing of their stories. Mm-hmm. So what, what advice would you have to give to someone that hasn't done a tour before that might be interested in it? Like, what advice would you have from the perspective of a host and somebody that has completely uplift, uh, like changed your life and lived in some place completely new? Like, what, what advice would you have for those that might have some fear around experiencing life on the road by themselves? Wow. <clears throat> Hadn't thought of that one. Um Basically, I would, my first reaction would just go out and start pedaling. Um, but there's caution to that. Um, just go out for three or four days. Um, oh, I know somebody in, uh, in Boise, Idaho, 
who took their just, I think, two weeks ago, took their two kids that are under eight on their first um, weekend trip, uh, just with warm showers, people in Boise. They mm. lined up, uh, leave the house, and then I think they went five miles to to uh, the person I know, and they'd already set up um, uh, the next night, so to speak. So warm showers, if you're in an area that's got a lot of warm showers, people, you can just line that up and, and, and do your, uh, your rides staying with warm showers, people, that way. And just get a little practice under your belt, like just start pedaling is what you're saying. Just just try, just try. Just go out there and do it. Yeah. yeah. And and from the pers- then from the perspective of people that might not have hosted before, what advice would you have for those that haven't hosted before to know about hosting, what to expect? Oh, what to expect? You're going to find some some um, your guests are going to be so appreciative of the yeah. fact that you're there um, and open up your house um, or apartment, whatever you've got. Uh, great conversations are going to take place. You, you, you learn an awful lot about other people in other countries just by the, them showing up. Um, um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's great. That just, you're, you're saying just to open your hearts and open your door and, oh, yeah. and experience what's coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you've seen pictures of the handprints on the walls going mm-hmm. up. That was an accidental find that really breaks down a lot of. Um, uh, so tell us about it. Tell those that are listening about what the handprints on the wall are. No. Oh, um, in, I don't. Uh, I'm not interested in a in a. A, a book where people write things because nobody reads the journal. The, the journal, yes, mm-hmm. as Susan says. Um, and what could we do that was something different? And I thought, well, if we can put a handprint on a wall, and then they write their name, um, the country that they're from, and a date that they're there. Um, <clears throat> so when they people are walking upstairs to get up to our apartment, there's all these handprints on the wall, and Quite often, somebody will say that they saw those people in mm. blah, blah, blah. Um, we've had a couple people say, we know them. They live just two blocks down from where we live. This is a, they live in France. And it's, it's a puts a big smile on my face, but they relax um, as they're coming upstairs. And that's that's a real warm fuzzy. I love it. I hope that you've sent us a picture of that because we'll we'll use it when we post the show because that really is a beautiful way to exchange information about those that are coming in and coming out. And it's it's such an expression that you get to look at every day. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're starting to recover from your back surgery, what's what's next? What do you have planned? Well, the surgeon doesn't uh, he doesn't want me going on the road until at least September. Um, five days after the surgery, I was out riding, and when we saw the the doctor for post surgery exam, kind of sort of Susan told him that I was on the trike five days later, and his eyes just whoop 
boop, bang, <laughs> bing. <laughs> um, we can, <clears throat> when we get back, um, we can easily go out for two, three weeks staying in hotels. Without, we like to wild camp. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be cautious, <clears throat> excuse me, the rest of this warm season with putting up my tent. We, we might go out and stay in hotels or hostels or uh, Albania's got very few warm showers people. I think there's four of us mm. whole, whole country. Um, but yeah, well, I can't wait to get back and get on the road. <laughs> You're amazing, Chuck. You are continuing to overcome obstacles and bring this wonderful community together in your place. And I'm, this is wonderful. Thank you for what you do and for continuing on your journey. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> now, I know that you have Susan sitting next to you. And although we can't hear Susan, I would love for you to just ask her out loud. Oh, you're going to pass your earphones. Okay, good. Pass them over. Pass them over to Susan. Uh, oh. All right, everybody listening, you're going to get to meet. Okay. Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello. And your name is? Taverly. Taverly? Taverly. Taverly. Okay. Hi. Hi. As you've been listening, we've been having a great conversation about your experience touring and your experiencing your experience hosting. And I would love to hear from your perspective if you have any suggestions or tidbits for people that are just starting out and participating in this amazing community that we have on getting started, whether it's on their cycle tour or hosting. Sure. Um, I think that hosting is a uh, for Chuck and I, it's a it's a team effort, and um, he and I are are quite different personalities. <laughs> he is a natural natural host. Uh, I am not so much a natural host. I am not as social as he is. So as as we are a team, he's doing the hosting. I'm doing the grunt work, the Sherpa work, the the backup, the cooking, the cleaning, the washing, this, this, and that. And it works out beautifully because that's my strength. I like to do things in the background. And he loves to just talk with people, <laughs> which is fantastic because it takes the pressure off me. Um, I enjoy hosting a lot for the same reasons that Chuck has has uh, said, you know, hearing stories, uh, being able to, to help people, especially to help people who uh, are not familiar with uh, the city that we live in. Uh, do they have a toothache? We know a dentist. Do they have a, a, a sore knee? We know a physical therapist. Uh, we know where to get medications. We know where to get your ripped shirt re- repaired or your boot or whatever. Um so knowing the city uh, for me personally is is a real gift to be able to share that with other people. I know where you can go to take care mm-hmm. of your needs um, because I know that when I tra- travel, that's a big issue. Where do I where do I go to get this certain specific thing? I have no clue. Usually mm-hmm. in a in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's the hosting part. Um, being um, hosted is not so important to us. Um, if uh, if we can, in some circumstances, 
to commit to be somewhere is, is, is difficult, but if we can commit to be somewhere to be hosted, yeah, sure. We like that. Um, especially if the people are, are, um, citizens of that area. Mm-hmm. If they're not, if they're not Americans overseas, we, we really enjoy staying with the people of the country that we are traveling through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, and being hosted, being hosted to me, it's really important to have the understanding from the beginning when we first arrived. What are the expectations? Are we supposed to get our own food? Do they will they feed us? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we going to sleep? Uh, you know, what time do we retire for the night? Uh, what happens in the morning? Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, where can I get? Um, some groceries if I need to get some groceries to, to have for us while we're there or when we leave. Um, those are the, the basics, I think. For um, when I love it. Those are all great chairs. And I, I really like the idea of your part about expectations, like having, like understand the expectations when you're going into a place that is super important. That's, that's really good. And for for the cyclist and for the host. And so for, for those that are listening, if they're not really clear in their profile, this might be a good reminder to just get clarity in your profile, like be clear on your expectations. And then, then people can either um, find that a fit for them or not. Yes. Yes. Well, they can adjust their needs to what's expected and Mm -hmm. then fend off any misunderstandings. Yes, for sure. Well, thank thank you. Thank you, Susan. Pass me back to Chuck. (laughs) Okay, back to Chuck. And for those of you that are listening, you might hear a little bit of feedback um, while we changed over the headsets between Susan and Chuck. There was a little feedback there. So you know that we are working amazing miracles with technology to be able to have this wonderful Chuck uh, conversation with Chuck and Susan while they're in Albania. And I'm currently in North Carolina. So we are we are spinning our, our magic through the web. So, so if you heard a little feedback there, please bear with us. Chuck, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Bike Life podcast to talk about your experience and for letting us have the chance to visit with Susan. That was delightful. Oh, and enjoy talking to you and, and sharing our experiences. It's a um, warm showers is yeah been very special to us. Well, thank you. And for those of you that are listening, if you're ever going to make your way through Albania and make sure you look up Chuck, <laughs> find out where he is, if he's available and go visit with this amazing host. Oh, yes. Everybody, you're welcome. Anytime. I mean, this might just be a reason for people to go to Albania. They might be like, I'm going to Albania just because I want to see Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Chuck. And for those of you listening, please make sure that you share this episode with someone who you think might be interested in learning more because we know that our community is richer. The the way that we expand and grow is through sharing. And if this this is helpful for you, then it's going to be helpful for someone else. So sharing is caring. And of course, your ratings and reviews are always welcome. Thank you for listening and we will be back thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it wherever you are listening please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on instagram at warmshowers underscore org Thank you.
If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.